Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we continue to celebrate uh, Black Business Month. August is Black Business Month. And so we are bringing back one and introducing another black business person. The first person we have, you know him. Uh, He's helped us get our homes together. Inside and out, Mr. John Robinson. Good morning. How are you, sir? Oh, no. Please don't tell me he's not there. Oh, no. So hopefully he'll join us soon. But in the meantime, let me give you a little bit, just a little bit of insight that um, I've gotten from um, about Black Business Month. This is, and I'm going to try to share this on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. Um, And according to this this is something that I've gotten off of, uh, which I get a lot of stuff off of, National Day Calendar. They they do a little blurb to kind of help you get a little bit of insight. Um, black business owners account for about 10% of U.S. businesses and about 30% of all minority-owned businesses. Um, the the uh, month was started back in 2004 um, by historian John William Templeton and engineer Frederick E. Jordan Sr. Um, they founded it in August uh, 2004. Uh, so, uh, quote, to drive the policy agenda affecting 2.6 million African American businesses. Now, that was back in 2004 that they had 2.6 million. Um, so, uh, let's say, like I was saying, Black business owners account for 10% of U.S. businesses and about 30% of all minority-owned businesses. Um, and according to the U.S. Census Bureau in this article, that, that amounts to approximately 2 million companies owned by, black, by, owned by African Americans. Nearly 40% of black-owned businesses are in healthcare and social assistance, repair and maintenance, and personal and laundry services. Other categories include advertising firms, auto dealerships, consulting services, restaurants, barbershops, beauty salons, and more. Um, Among cities, according to this, New York has the most black-owned businesses in the U.S., followed by Atlanta. The highest ratio of black-owned businesses is in Washington, D.C., where 28% of all businesses are black-owned. The growth of black-owned franchise businesses has been explosive, and this is this was, like I said, this is an earlier, an old um, article, and I'm going to try to catch you up with some other stuff and post it on G's Power Hour Facebook page. Um, and now, this is back in 2012. Only over 30% of franchise businesses were black-owned, up from about 20% five years previous. Um, so, and so you're being encouraged to support uh, black business. It's, some, it's sometimes that's kind of hard. But we want to try. We may not be able to do it all the time, but we want to try. And the reason I say it's kind of hard for a number of reasons. Um, depending on the business and depending on how it operates and, and a lot of other factors, there's so many things involved. Um, if it comes to goods and services, sometimes the uh, cost is such that if a certain black-owned business can't buy, let's say, purchase wholesale goods. Um, they end up paying a little bit more than a larger business sometimes or a business that has more uh, connections, and then the cost gets passed along to the consumer. Okay. 
Um, I know, for example, I'm going to shout out to my friend uh, Candace Thomas. I've had her on the show, new mama Candace Thomas. Uh, she's the mama twice, but she just recently had her baby last month. And um, actually, that was this month. Gosh. Anyway, um, you know, one of the things that she was trying to do before she went on maternity leave was to set up her customers. She was being really conscientious, trying to set up her customers with other quality beauticians. And one of the things that she was found in the feedback she was getting is that, oh, you know, I can't go to them because they charge way too much. Um, and she had to kind of re, you know, assess and reevaluate what she was charging. But, you know, her thing was she wants to provide a quality service and not necessarily, and I'm not saying that this is happening, but not necessarily gouge somebody um, that can't afford it. So, uh, but so she had to try to find that balance, and she's probably when she comes back, she's going to probably try to find that balance between um, getting what she deserves because she's good, uh, and, and um, you know being consumer conscious, with you know. So that that is sometimes that having to uh, charge a little extra for goods and services sometimes uh, can can put I in my opinion can put a black business at risk. However, it's very important. To uh, support them, I um, I have a few that that I'm real fond of. I'm going to share them, and um, <laughs> you know, hopefully at some point in time they will uh, be advertisers. But uh, for example, there's one, there's a coffee shop, and I'm trying to get her on. Um, uh, and in fact, she's going to be expanding probably around the beginning of the, of the year. But uh, the coffee shop is Birchwood Coffee, and that's in Apopka, Florida. Uh, Birchwood in, on uh, 436 near La Cava Springs Road. Um, and I'm all about a great coffee shop. And so I wanted to shout her out. Um, the Another one, um, especially on Tuesdays, if you go, Bees Cupcakes. And my understanding, I was, you know, and, and I'm, I get this from other people and try them. And so I have to share them. You know, that's just, that's just me. So uh, Bees Cupcakes is uh, also on 36, probably about a little over a mile or so from Birchwood um, in a Popka bordering on Altamont Springs area um, near Hunt Club. And for those of you that are, you know, are familiar with the area. And um, on Tuesdays, they have a special on their cupcakes, but we've tried them. I got some, took them home. You know, we seal of approval from, from our household. Um, and then another place that I really like is uh, a place in Maitland uh, near Eatonville called Brick and Spoon. <laughs> and it has a little bit of Nolan's flavor. Um, it has uh, beignets. I love the beignets um, and some shrimp and grit, you know, and some other stuff. All of that really, really good. Um, and one other business that I want to um, give kudos to is uh, – Dexter's Birdland. Now that's on Church Street, um, but they've been uh, very much uh, supporters of um, our Central Florida Association of Black Journalists. We've had a couple of events there, and uh, uh, they're always gracious enough to, to have us there. Um, so I have to shout out those. If you have a business that you want to shout out, I'm going to ask you to call in. The number is 516-387-1944, 516-387-1944. I'm going to take an early break. I'm going to try to see if I can track down someone for us and um, come right back. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty... 
everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, we're still trying to celebrate black, we're not trying, we are celebrating Black Business Month here on G's Power Hour. It's almost over, but, you know, let's not relegate it to one month. Let's make more of a conscientious effort. And I'm actually probably talking to myself here and maybe preaching to the choir, but having to make a more conscientious effort in terms of uh, doing more to support uh, black businesses. Because sometimes it's just easy. It's easy sometimes to just go down for example, to to go through the drive-through at the nearest McDonald's or Wendy's or wherever you go to grab a sandwich or, you know, just go uh, to your, I don't know, whatever business is close by. We tend not to want to sometimes venture out or try new things. Um, So, uh, you know, but the thing is, if we don't support us and, and, and even if we find, let's say, a flaw with a business that we want to support, number one, that now I'm not saying support bad businesses. I'm not saying that. But if you, for example, try a small uh, – uh, I keep saying small. All black businesses are not small. If you try a black business and they come up a little short with something that you were hoping to get from them, let them know. I mean, it, it, do constructive criticism. Businesses and people don't improve if they don't know that there's a flaw, okay? And so, you know, be kind and considerate, but be straight, you know, and say, hey, because we want our businesses to thrive, not just survive, but to thrive. And if you don't, you know, say, hey, I like this. But what about that? Um, and, and sometimes that's all you can do. You cannot necessarily make the business do better, but you can offer some insight and constructive criticism as a consumer because you have to be particular about where your dollars go. So if you find a business that you like but could do, do a little better, you know, say, hey, I really like this, um, but – it would be nice to see this, or I really like this. Could you possibly add this? Maybe there's a component of the business that could be added that would appeal to consumers, but the business owner who has a lot on their agenda doesn't realize there's something more that they could do in order to um, enhance what they're doing and how they're serving the community. So um, just wanted to, to throw that out there. But I'm going to also talk about a few other uh, black-owned businesses. Sometimes when we get into conversations with people or we're socializing with people, sometimes we forget, you know, they're business owners. Uh, and, and we're focused on the, the friendship, but, you know, all, we need, need to also support them in business. Um, and so one of the businesses that I want to shout out is um, – Votum Construction, and um, Mr. Tesca Dillard, he is, well, his family's a friend of mine, and they go to my church. Um, it's a black-owned business, and he has a partner, and I'm trying to find his partner's name, and I'm terribly, terribly sorry, um, but I will find it, and I'm going to actually share their site on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. But they've done a variety of um, uh, projects in the area, including um, working on the um, FAMU Law School, but they've, they've done a, worked with a variety of well-known clients in the area, including City of Orlando and Winter Park, um, UCF, University of Central Florida, um, and a variety of others. So um, they, they have been doing great work in in the area, and I want to uh, shout out Tesca Dillard and oh, oh please give me a minute, um, Vernice Atkins Bradley. 
please forgive me, Bernice, Bernice Atkins Bradley. So I want to give them a shout out um, uh, in terms of uh, being a representation of strong black business here in Central Florida. Um, I want to also shout out a cousin of mine who um, is retired, but he had a longtime business in Central Florida. His name is Tony Williams. Um, Tony's downtown barbershop, some of you may or may not be familiar with him, was down on Church Street for a while and then moved uh, near uh, Camping World, World Stadium. Um, he retired, I think, last year, you know, but um, he served the community for a long time, and I wanted to make sure that um, I shouted him out too. Um, if you have a business that you want to uh, recognize, the number is 516 387 one nine four four. I don't want to forget some that we've had on the show. Uh, Paul Z. Shelton, who will be on Friday with Warwick Shore. He is um, a small business here in, um, he's in the Baldwin Park area. Uh, Nadine Brown, Esquire, you know, immigration attorney. We've had her on before. Uh, she's in Winter Springs. Um, a high school friend of mine, uh, Veronica Anderson, she is over in Sanford, uh, Anderson and Associates, uh, an attorney over there. And, of course, my friend Kevin Anderson that you've heard on the show, he is is in uh, West Palm Beach. So, um, it's some, like I say, sometimes you have to kind of look around and, and just realize, this. you know, they're out there. Some are very visible. Some you have to kind of look into and find. So I uh, just wanted to do that. We also want to recognize CB Bistro with Miss Monica Mann and, and, and her husband um, uh, in Orlando in the Metro West area. Uh, want to make sure that they're off of um, South Hiawassee Road um, near, uh, if you all are familiar with the Publix on Hiawassee Road, um, they're uh, probably a block or so north of that. So um, the CB Bistro is one that, that we want to say thanks and support. Angel's Diner is another one in the Sanford area. We've had them on the show before. Um, so, I, you know, I want to make sure that you all know, and I want to share, and like I said, if you have some you want to share, you know, please don't hesitate to call 516-387-1944. We want to give you an opportunity to to support them. Because, for example, like coming up, one of the things that um, – my husband and I finally, uh, he's been after me for years, and my cousins have been after me for years um, to try is um, Magical Dining Month. It's, it's, um, it doesn't necessarily feature black businesses, but it's a way to support local businesses and boost the economy, um, and I'll be posting that. And I'm going to maybe try to get somebody on from Magical Dining Month to talk about that. But um, they have restaurants in the area that will offer um, meals, uh, select meals for a certain amount. And, and, you know, usually these meals or usually going to these uh, uh, restaurants cost a little bit more. Um, it gave us an opportunity last year, my husband and I, to try to sample some of what's, what was out there and really enjoy some great cuisine out there. Um, it would be nice if we could pull either pull some of our uh, black restaurants into Magical Dining Month, a few more. I'd like to know if there are some that are participating. If I find some, I'll let you know. Um, or maybe do something around, you know, Black History Month where we pull pull together black businesses and support them like they were doing 407 Day, but not just make it 407. Just uh, in, For those of you that don't remember 407 Day, it was a way to support local businesses in the area, especially in the wake of the pandemic. Um, don't just settle for, uh, you know, doing it uh, one day, but if we, you know, get a chance, maybe we could, you know, highlight, do a little bit more with Black History Month and support our black businesses in the area, you know, find a, a restaurant, find a shop, uh, you know, and, you know, go in and see what they have to offer, whether it's artwork, whether it's clothing. Um, if you're doing home improvement, uh, make sure you check out, uh, you know, if there's one of the, I have to say this, one of the things that I had a hard time finding, still couldn't find, would have loved to have found someone. We had to get our home repiped. I could not find somebody, and it may have been my fault, but I would have loved to have found a black business that did repiping. Um, repiping a house is not cheap, you know, and I would have loved to support a black business. 
in that area, but I had to make sure also, too, that the work was quality work. So um, if you know of any, please share it. You know, but any type of home improvement uh, is a is a good uh, business to to have. And if you do good work, um, you know, I, I also want to. There was a, there's a business that I looked into. I haven't been able to support them. Maybe supporting them. Not sure yet. Um, nothing. No slight on that business, but um, I'm look, I was uh, looking into getting my husband's recliner reupholstered. And so I looked into Buck's uh, reupholstery. They've been around for quite a while, had no idea. So, I mean, and the thing is, if you want to get some some uh, items in your home reupholstered, uh, because, it, and, you know, people are like, well, just go buy something else. But sometimes there's a quality or a uniqueness of the item that you want to get reupholstered and you just don't want to buy any old thing that everybody else has. And also uh, just because it's out there, maybe less expensive and easy to get doesn't mean it's a good quality. So you've got to be careful with that. But Bucks, Bucks Upholstery has been around for a while and I wanted to uh, throw that out there, uh, you know, and he, he does really good work. So I wanted to throw that out there. Anyway, going to take a quick break. The number is 516 That's 516-387-1944. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, you may know me as Timmy G. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the argument and I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight on KHAM Radio. Are you chilling? Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Um, and I have to apologize. Mr. John Robinson, he is usually our helpful handyman and is on with us. And um, he unfortunately got tied up, and I know how it is. He got tied up uh, with a job and couldn't get away, um, running ran into some difficulties. Uh, so he, he apologized, but, you know, we'll have him back on soon. Um, and then coming up, one of my friends, uh, fellow realtor Deidre Graybill, um, she's a broker in the area, and she's going to talk about um, owning a, a black business here in Central Florida. Uh, and if you want to share information that you know or insight, being an, a business owner, the number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. Information that I got from the U.S. Census Bureau um, that they released um, last. The most recent um, information is from last year. Um, they said that there were an estimated 134,567 black or African-American-owned businesses with $133.7 billion in annual receipts, um, 1.3 million employees, and about 40 Point five billion dollars in annual payroll. Um, they said about twenty nine point five percent of these businesses, um, approximately thirty nine thousand seven hundred of these businesses, were in the healthcare and social assistance sector. So that's coming out of, of after you know they collected all of the information on the census. That was um, what they had. Uh, so just and then also by the way, just FYI, 20.9 percent, 1.2 million businesses were owned by women. So uh, just wanted to uh, bring that up as well. Veteran-owned businesses. This is um, something that 
Let's see, minority-owned, veteran-owned business is made up about 5.7 or 331,151 of all businesses. Uh, so I'm going to share this on the Youth Power Hour Facebook page uh, to so we can have some additional information. Um, and like I said, if you have a business that you want to share with us, um, number is 516-387-1944. And I mentioned my friend Candace. I'm hope she says she's coming back after the beginning of the year. I am hoping and praying, as my hair is hoping and praying that uh, she will be back at the beginning of the year. She is um, uh, before she left. She was with B Lavish, B Lavish Salons in Soto, South Downtown Orlando. B Lavish is still there, I believe. Her her partner is still there, and so uh, you may want to check check out B Lavish Salons as well. Um, so, and um, let's see. Ah, goodness gracious, this this is where I'm going to get in trouble. Funeral homes. Um, and, yes, I, there are a lot out there, but I have to recognize uh, some old family friends that uh, did my parents' funeral, very high quality, um, very caring people. Uh, the Hayes, Hayes Brothers Funeral Home, they have uh, two locations, one in Eustis, Florida, in Lake County, and then the other one is in uh, the Fern Park area in, um, I, I think it's Seminole, it's bordering on that Seminole Orange County area, uh, but uh, Hayes Brothers Funeral Homes is, is one, they've, they've been good family friends for a very long time, ever since I was a kid, and uh, so I, I'd have to throw their, throw their names out there, um, and uh I can't forget my CEO. <laughs> Please don't let me forget my CEO. I've never had so good entertainment. Uh, Princess Cooper, uh, business black business owner, uh, woman business owner, um, and uh, just a, a good, solid, caring person. She stays busy in her community. I admire that a lot. And that's one of the things that you do find with uh, a lot of uh business owners they just they uh, uh, black business owners they're you know they're in business but a lot of them they do a lot more to support um their community and it's just really good to have them um burton kelso which i need to actually do a public apology for uh to um burton kelso because uh of integral um you know he's our tech thursday guru and he was in the orlando area recently and i did not get a chance to see him and i am so sorry about that because we we don't get a chance to see each other at all but i wanted to um bring his business to um your attention because um he's where like i said we get our monthly tech information from and want to uh shout him out the one area that I would love to shout out, but I don't know anybody in, and I wish I could get some help with this, are um, people that are in agriculture. I know that the number of black-owned farms has dwindled drastically, um, and, and farmers have, in general, have a, a hard time, whether it's finances, whether it's fending off drought, whether it's fending off disease or um, insect infestation, farmers, uh, you know, are, are need to still be our backbone to keep us from having to overpay for imported uh, fruit and import, imported vegetables and also, uh, you know, to keep our cattle healthy. We've got to, to support our black farmers. I would love to find more black farmers. I don't know where to find them. And, you know, I would I would love to support them. Don't know where to find them. So I am begging and pleading if anybody has any information on black farmers, whether it's right here in Central Florida or somewhere around the state of Florida, I would love to find some black farmers that are, are still trying to make it, that we can support um, not only because we want to support them, but also it's better to get local, locally grown, as, as um, our friend Robert Bowden, who has retired, by the way, congratulations to him, um, Robert Bowden has mentioned it's better to get that locally grown uh, fruit and um, vegetables so that 
you you pretty much can have an idea that they haven't traveled too far, they haven't been picked too soon, and they're coming to you from uh, from from people who are right here in the area that you can support. So if you all have names, in contact information of uh, farmers, not only in the Central Florida area but in Florida at large, who um, have produce, because I go to these farmers markets every now and then. And I don't see a whole lot. Would like to see more, um, you know. But that that helps not only the person that you're purchasing from. If you're buying fresh fruit and produce, that helps you as well. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. Um, coming back, we're going to speak with Deidre Graybill and talk about owning her own brokerage here in Central Florida. This is G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are celebrating Black Business Month here on G's Power Hour. And um, like I said, unfortunately, (laughs) Mr. John Robinson wasn't able to be with us today. Um, He is working (laughs) So as he should be, but um, he'll we know he'll be back and join us another time. In the meantime, we have uh, Ms. Deidre Graybill on with us. Good afternoon. How are you, ma'am? Hello, hello, everyone. I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. Thank you. Appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. But we wanted to um, honor and celebrate you as a black business owner in the Central Florida area. Can you please tell us? about you and your business and how long you've been in business and what made you decide to take the reins in terms of being a broker here in Central Florida? Oh, what a great question. Well, actually, I am a natural-born entrepreneur. I have worked in a corporate America industry for the spill and banking, but um, from banking, I decided that I can be a better boss to myself than anyone else. And so I decided to go into, I opened up several other businesses prior to real estate. Once I got to real estate, which was actually by accident, I bought some investment property and me and a girlfriend and I just decided to start, you know, we started working, selling and listing properties, went into business, opened up a Century 21 franchise. We managed and operated it for about four years and I decided to go independent on my own. So I've been a licensed real estate broker of my own boutique um, brokerage, Graybill Realty and Associates, for about 23 years now. Okay, so <laughs> that just having just being in the business, I know being a broker is quite challenging because you're not really anybody's boss per se. You're kind of trying to manage a bunch of smaller businesses, right? So actually, in my particular case, it's kind of unique. I have a um, a boutique brokerage, a boutique meaning a smaller brokerage. We're not like a mega box. And I have my agents consist of my son, my daughter, my husband, two sisters, and I have a sister that's my transaction coordinator. I also have a referral network business where agents who no longer want to actively engage in the full um, sense of being a realtor, they place their license under me, and I work their business as a referral. So my team is made up of family, which gives me a different type of age, <laughs> per se. Okay. 
yes, it does. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you can you can kind of um, reign in family a little bit better because they kind of know what the expectations are. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's good. That's and good. and this and this intentional is a planned event. Um, you know, I know the power of of wealth, family wealth, legacy building, and instilling, you know, positivity into my children, and now that I have grandchildren, we are crossing it over into their lives. We have a program set up for all my nieces and nephews that's at least 18 of age to about 30, and we're just building, giving them wealth-building nuggets along the way, things that weren't done for me when I was a child. And that is one of the things that I know I've talked to our economists on on a previous show, and, and we are still trying to push that agenda about uh, creating generational wealth. Um, mm-hmm. We've gotten to this point, I think, in a lot of cases where we don't think about the legacy that we're going to leave, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's doing our own business or even, even when we're working for someone else and we're doing our planning for our um, benefits. We don't think about, uh, you know, what we're leaving behind or who we're leaving it to in a lot of cases. Um, so, yes, while you're doing something for yourself, uh, it still needs to be something that uh, you should be grooming someone else to, to take the reins over, or at least if they don't want to necessarily do your business, God forbid, uh-huh. but if they don't want to do uh-huh. your business, um, help them um, manage the assets of what you're leaving them, give them some clues in terms of managing the assets so that they can make it benefit them and the generations to come. Yeah. And so that your worth will, you know, so that nothing that you do will be in vain. Um, There's not, initially when I started out with my brokerage, my children both went to college educated, both have master's degrees, both went to corporate America because they thought that what I was doing was a side hustle. Well, you know, mom, I'm not going to work that hard. I don't, I don't think I want to do that because they, they've been in the backseat of the car since, you know, children. But as they became adults and got into maturity on their own, married with children, they have a different outlook on what it takes to build that wealth in the family. So then they came alongside me and, and within another six months, my son will actually have his broker's license, and I have someone that I'll be able to pass the baton to when I decide to do something else in the community. But uh, wealth building, seed planning, uh, we have to plan. We plan to live. We have to plan to die. And that space in between is very important in what we do with that when we're transferring that over to our offspring. That is something that we don't like to engage in conversation about, our, our mortality, our eventual end, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but it's going to end. Those <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not God. Uh, That's right. We're, we're, we're the stuff he made. So That's right. we had a beginning right. and we have an end. Um, right. So, yeah, it's, so it's, it's an interesting perspective, but, I mean, it's a genuine one because we really do have to tackle – that and all of those other things that come along with um, managing not only your business but your life. You know? mm-hmm. You're managing your life, yeah. I'm a caretaker to an 85-year-old woman that's not my family member but was one of my past clients about almost 30 years ago who, wow. you know, she's not married anymore and she never had any children and she just lived her life day to day and then life happened. She had a stroke. And um, I just happened to be so still connected to her. Um, And I just got tagged to be her caretaker. (laughs) It kind of fell in my lap, kind of like fell Mm. in my lap. And so I decided to do what I knew to do because I have taken care of my parents before their demise and my in-laws and my grandmother. So, you know, it just happened to benefit her that I knew what to do. So um, she's she's doing pretty well now. She's 85 years old and living her day-to-day life (laughs) Um, in a facility now because of the stroke, but she's doing Mm -hmm. fairly well. So that sounds like um, a calling. You know, we have these things that we do as as business, 
you know, to, to make mm-hmm. a living, you know, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a calling, but sometimes you have a calling that's not necessarily a part of your business, but it's yes. still just the same, um, you know, equally as, as important and, and necessary, um, and, and, you know, not necessarily for you, but uh, for, ever, for who, whoever for that person. God has put you in, in their lives for, you know. Right, so. right. So what has been the most difficult and what has been the most fun about owning your own business? Well, the most fun is that I get to create my own schedule. I get to create my daily comings and goings um, centered around my family because my family is first. So my, my life is built on God, serving God first, my family, and then my business. But I'm able to do that like mm, so easy because I, I I don't I never lose focus. Um, I enjoy that part of the aspect of my business, being in the, in my business and being in business for myself. The one thing I can say that's pretty challenging is that you have to know how to turn it off. You 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 must you must structure your life and your business that you do have quality time for self-care. So turning it off at times is the most difficult thing because I I enjoy working. I love working, and I find myself doing it more than anything else. So that, that's a little challenging for self-care because I'm a little older now, and I have to um, look at the days that are ahead of me now and plan more accordingly. So um, now you travel it seems quite often. Um, is that mm-hmm. mostly for business or is this for that time that you're trying to take away um, and, and, and balance yourself? No, I, it's, it's work-life balance. Most of my travel, really, it looks like it may be leisure, but most of it is business. But I mm. always find a way to find some time for myself in that. So when I travel to, I'm um, very active with the Realtor Association on the local, state, and national level. And so when I travel, it's generally for um, the key contact for Senator Bracey and FPC for Val Deming. So when I'm doing legislative governmental affairs travel representing the Florida Realtors, I try to go a day early or stay a day longer or, you know, I plan. Sometimes I take my husband with me. Sometimes I take my daughter or son with me. We travel. We, you know, we do some sightseeing. So I try to find some some self-time in, in that, um, in my travels with the association. Okay, good. And so, so you seem to have a game plan down when it comes to the work-life balance because uh, a lot of people is is just kind of gradually the 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 personal life gets you know put more and more on the back burner, um, mm-hmm. especially depending on what type of personality type you have. <laughs> we know those mm-hmm. those A-type personalities, you know, yeah. just hustle there, there, you know, and you hustle almost until you you do it at a detriment to your own yeah. self in terms of your health or to your uh, personal life. But you seem to have mm-hmm. have have that. Have you always had that um, control of that? Mm-hmm. Well, no. I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. Um, I can remember when I owned my first business, which was a salon day spa. I can remember working 14, 16-hour days, at least six days a week. But mm-hmm. I was so driven, and, and it was such a um, – um, I didn't even realize the amount of time I was putting into it because I, it was my passion. I enjoyed it and I loved it. But as I started to transition into, um, you know, the next chapter of my life, which was in real estate, I found that I did not want to those those type those type of hours because it was just so more mental, more straining on me physically. Um, mm. But I can tell you that. You have to find something that you enjoy doing that's out that's ex, 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 only for you. For some people, that may be gardening, that may be reading a book, that may be walking, they may be that might be exercising. Well, that one thing for me is that I found a group of ladies. I'm on the Double Dutch team. And ah. the double Dutch team, yeah, I jump rope. I do. I'm 60, but I jump I love rope. It. <laughs> love it. And But it's a movement of women 
that um, the group was at least four. You have to be at least a 40 to be to participate in it. But it gives me opportunity because I'm not a um, in a, on a sorority and in a sorority anything like that. I'm a professional student, but that was a, that wasn't my path. But this God kind of put this in my life to give me that. That 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 fellowship with other women from all walks of life. Um, we do a lot of community service. We go to a lot of the schools. We do a lot of the. Um, we help a lot of women in the, with regarding to breast cancer awareness. Um, clean up communities, and we jump rope. So we teach you how to jump. Um, we teach how to turn. We play hand games. We do things that were the things that we will always gravitate to as a child and we found a place and a use for it as an adult and we are able to exercise. So that's my me time. That's my, I call myself athlete. <laughs> I'm teaching my grandchildren how to jump. I'm teaching anybody that, that just want to learn or think that you can't, you can't, you can do a lot. You can do, you can do more than you think you can. So that's my, that's like going fishing. Like some guys go fishing. That's my going mm-hmm. fishing. I jump double dutch. Yeah. I think I'm going I'm to talk to you about that later because I used to yes, love the ma'am. jump rope, but never double dutched. And if yeah. you're teaching, then I think I'm coming there. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, wow. There's room. There's room. <laughs> oh, wow. Sounds like a plan. I, I'm looking forward to that. So now, um, what what do you wish you had known before starting your first business? Oh, what do I wish I'd have known before starting my first business? You know, um, I would say it's important that you honor the desires of your heart and don't allow people to talk you out of what you desire to do. So I wish that I trusted my thoughts of myself early on as a young woman um, because then I would have, um, I could have been in a different place today. Um, I, you know, as a student, as I graduated from high school and going to college, you led by your guidance counselors, your your clergymen at church, you know, pastors and everything. You get so much input as to what you should do. To sometimes you don't you don't follow the path your heart tells you to. So it kind of you know puts you off track. So I just wish I would have trusted my thoughts and myself a little bit earlier. Me too. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Oh my goodness! You know, because yeah. I, I there. So I, those are my. Some, I hate to say that, but those are some of my biggest regrets. Because yeah. it was all of the. You should respect your elders. You know, mm-hmm. they they know better. They have the wisdom they know of better. age they and know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and they do to a degree, maybe in general. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when it comes to you and what you feel innately that you're right. supposed to do. Exactly. Um, no one can really tell you that. Um, you know, and, and you keep, keep getting steered in, in other directions, and, you know, you try to do the right thing. You try to do the responsible yes. thing. You try to do the respectful right. thing. Yes. And, and I you try to honor to everybody. You try to honor everyone else. You you try to you know give allegiance to everyone else, and mm-hmm. that's on um, um, Gretchen. What I see that's what I see happening to our kids today, in mm-hmm. this in this technology world. We have to mm-hmm. embody them where they are and where the, their natural gifts are. Everybody's not going to be college bound, mm-hmm. and we cannot suppress some of the gifts that they have been blessed with to follow somebody else's path. You have to work alongside them to kind of guide them to where they feel it's a comfortable zone for them because otherwise you're going to push them in a direction where they're not going to do anything. Right, right. And and the thing about it is when they are young, before they, you know, you Mm -hmm. have to let them kind of explore. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably, people probably talking about, think I'm talking out the side of my head because I don't have kids. But, (laughs) But I was one once. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you have to let 
your kids explore so long as it's not to the detriment of themselves of them. and someone mm-hmm. else. Okay. Exactly. As long I as agree. if they're not hurting you, as long as they're not hurting themselves, you have to let a, a child explore to come up with, okay, that works for me. That doesn't really work for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, try to try to see, okay, and, and just take notes as they're going along in terms of, okay, this is, you know, where they succeeded. This is where they failed. This is, you know, mm-hmm. what they really took an interest because in. Because our, our failures are our education. Didn't. Yeah, our exactly. failures is our educa- it educates you. It teaches you what to do differently or what not to do or, you know, or this was a great path. So the failures are part of the growth and becoming um, mature and 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 certain and true to yourself. I think it's very important that um, children get that opportunity. Although, you know, some need a little bit more guidance than others. Um, mm-hmm. We we have to prepare them for adulthood, but pushing them into a a place or pushing them into a direction that's not a normal a, a comfortable place for them can be really a detriment. I want to ask you in terms of going into business where you met with, if you did, with racism and sexism. Good question. Well, I'm that woman that always wanted to be the one at the table even if it was even if that meant I was by myself. So when I first started my when I first got into my real estate career when I purchased my first franchise, my business partner was Caucasian. We were really good friends. Um I purchased a a major franchise, the fifty twenty one, and she was already working there Okay, she had been there maybe about seven years prior. So I walked into a business where I was the only African, the only minority, put it like that, in the building. We had 87 agents. The owners that we purchased the business from were Caucasian. So I had to deal with agents not look to me as their leader or their manager or their director because of my race, not because of my lack thereof of the ability to perform the job, but just because I came in looking different than them, okay? And so from that, it kind of like challenged me throughout my career because in the career real estate, we started out like that, you know, in 1947 when NARAB was was started, the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, it was created because the National Association of Realtors did not recognize black men. They, we could not call ourselves a realtor. So I stand on the shoulders of those that, you know, paved the way for me. So I look for opportunities, Gretchen, where I may be the only one because I want to be a door opener. I want my my, my I want my people to see me so that they can say, man, well, that is possible for them. So um, still to this day, been in real estate 20-some years. Um, I'm on leadership boards and stuff, and racism is there. It's just mm-hmm. there. You just have to you have to greet it and meet it. <laughs> you know, you can't, you, you can't hide it. You just have mm-hmm. to be um, able to teach them mm-hmm. that we're not going anywhere. And, and let me say this, I'm probably going to make somebody, somebody mad, but you know you can't let more than one black person on the board at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. And the person that's on the board now is not the person that was on in the previous term. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm saying mm-hmm. that because, and Deidre, you know what I'm talking about. That, mm-hmm. you know, we're definitely two different people. But mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times people have called me her, and yeah. I don't know if you've gotten the same thing. All the time. All, all the time. time. Like, I, I all have corrected for the past three years. Excuse me. Not, no, no, no. She's a nice lady, but that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> okay. So yes. so I'm not throwing my voice. Deidre's on another 
online uh-huh. and we're uh-huh. talking to uh-huh. each other. I'm not talking to myself. Deidre is not yep. me. Deidre is not nope. Gretchen and Gretchen's not Deidre. Let's make right. that clear. And you can have more than one. I just finished my three-year term um, last mm-hmm. year uh, on the board of the Orlando Real- Regional Realtor Association, and Deidre has been voted in, and she is now um, mm-hmm. the, on, on the board. But, no, it's not the same person. Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> I'm throwing, nope. not I'm at throwing all. it out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah. You know, I get, yeah. I get, I That's get, okay. You get that out. <laughs> That's so, okay. I understand. What kind of advice as a business owner multiple times um, can you give to someone that is, is, is ha- facing a lot of challenges in terms of, you know, what do I want to do, whether or not I should actually pursue my passion, whether I should follow a different direction, um, and how do I get started? Okay. Well, in regards to real estate, I would say real estate is all about relationship building, relationship building. So you have to be in a place, you have to position yourself where you're going to be able to be in contact with people. The second thing is that you have to educate yourself. You have to constantly, constantly, constantly keep your skills sharpened, and you do that by education. You take classes and um, continuing education classes or designations and stuff like that. And it's okay that you don't work with the big boxes that you see on TV. It's okay because branding, you can brand yourself. When you brand yourself with a big box office, a lot of times you get lost in their branding and you never stand out. Then when you decide mm-hmm. to promote your business on your own, the the public is like, well, who are you? Oh, how long have you been doing real estate? Because you have mm-hmm. been hidden behind their brand. Right. So you have to exactly. start branding yourself from day one. You have to start branding yourself from day one. You have to let people know what you do. Right. And if because... anything that's worth having, it takes some uh-huh. sacrifice and some work, okay? But you, it's your responsibility to let the public know what you do. Right, exactly. Because just because you get behind a brand that everybody knows about, that doesn't mean they're doing mm-hmm. good work. It's Mm-mm. up to you That's for to sure. do your work. And if you go sit in some of these freck um, <laughs> um, hearings and monthly meetings, it, the, the number of unprofessionalism out there, there's a lot. Mm. There's a lot. But they're hiding behind the brand. So the brokers are getting some um, negativity from that, but, you know, they're not doing the job. They're just hiring agents to be just, um, you know, just for a number, you know. Some, some brokers yeah. do, do do that, you know. Some do do that. And there's some good people out there. There's some really good people. Black, white, green, and brown, you know, of all races. I, I have some good um, mentors and resources within my contacts. I can say that of all of all ethnicities. But I am mm-hmm. blessed to be able to have a strong relationship with some black brokers, attorneys, um, inspectors that are really professional mm-hmm. and do extraordinary work. Deidre Graybill. Thank yes, you for ma'am. taking the time out. Really appreciate you um, helping us uh, get more insight in terms of black business, especially real estate um, during black yes, business. Yes. Really appreciate it. Yes. You have a Thank you. Day. Thank you so much, Gretchen. You have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Tomorrow we will have representatives on from the Black Business Investment Fund as we close out Black Business Month. But just because the month closes out doesn't mean you can't continue to support black businesses, so please do. Thank you all for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.
up on your feet in here. Woo! 